live from the Santa Barbara neighborhood in Martinez Town. You're listening to 10 Drink Minimum with Chris, Billy, and Smiley. Welcome to 10 Drink Minimum. Oh, hey guys. My name's Chris. Sometimes that's what they call me. So we missed a week. We did. We took the holiday off. You know, we I, we could have easily have done the show, but we're just yeah. like it's the holiday. And it's the holiday, and we're we're hungover. That's right. We've been. Uh, I'm all hung out. One of our alumni was in town. I was hanging out with him. Oh, Chase. Chase was in town. Chase was in town. We were all set to come over here and do the show, and they were like, "Well, I guess we'll drink for them." <laughs> yeah, we'll drink for them. <laughs> Can you turn me down a little bit, and then you down a little bit? Not a lot, but yeah, there we go. Cool. And we have our friend Stu who wanted, he was here with Billy practicing and he's like, yeah, I want to sit in. I said, absolutely, sit in. He actually said no. I said no. Turn Stu way up. Not way up, just a little bit. No, just, um, I think that, that looks right, right? No, more, no, more. slow. You have to get closer to the mic though. Oh. There you go. Let's do that. Yeah. Well, so, thanks for letting me bug you guys. Yeah, man. So welcome back from the Thanksgiving holidays. It's good times. Billy's not. He's not. He doesn't do video. He doesn't like the video part of the show. You no. Know, you know what the the problem is though, as far as like video for me, is it's because the light shines so like it shines on my head, so it looks like I'm super bald. Why don't you get I'm, one of those like the powder thing and you powder yeah. your head, or just Billy yeah. <laughs> suck it up and say, okay, a lot of heat escapes from the head. Put yeah. a hat on. Right. Right. That's that. Actually, it's dual purpose. And it's funny things because like if I go on Tinder dates, I'm always wearing a hat. <laughs> so it's one of those things where like if I take it off, it's like oh my god, he's fucking bald as hell. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, that is. Which I think is is what most women uh, like assume when they see a man of a certain age wearing a hat. Anyway, like obviously there are exceptions to that rule. I'm Chris, wearing, Chris yeah. has the Chris has a thick fucking head of hair but and it, but, i hate him for it but i do have like the 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 sides i mean he's got the more head of hair you know no i oh, think well, you guys are on, on the level but i'm also I've, the I've, youngest person here i've True. never i've never seen smiley wear a hat though because my hair is so great why would i cover it <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's thank true you for that thank you yeah. how, how much work do you put into uh your hair like I, i've never seen your hair out of out of whack. So, is there like a morning like routine you do? Is there pomade? A pomade? Um, no, actually, it's, it's I'm a Dapper Dan man. It's just it's just all about maintenance, you know. You oh, uh, you, fuck, you, you keep it, it clean. You uh, keep it conditioned. You make sure that uh, you have a good uh, hairstylist. That's it. And as far it, the smiley is pretty vain. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So th- th- I actually want to <laughs> say that he never stays at our house because he's worried about he'll wake up with like like you know fucking bedhead. Oh yeah. He doesn't no want to go in public. And like nobody that. should ever have to see that. What? That's not true at all. I just like sleeping in my own house. In fact, I mean, I just always keep some of my hair product with me. So wherever I wake up, I mean, I wake up looking great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up like this. Oh my goodness! He doesn't want fop, goddammit. And do you, I don't remember this, but Smiley used to wear a lot of makeup too. I, I don't remember that, but, but I, just, I believe. I remember eye makeup, just eyeliner. Yeah, eyeliner. Uh, I remember yeah. eye makeup. I makeup. Well, when I say a lot, I mean for a man. Uh, Billy, it's 2016. You gotta <laughs> let that shit go. I know, man. You need just just yeah, just, just get a little bit go. of powder for your forehead. You look fine on camera. Right. Uh, that's, so that's what we need, actually, is like a a makeup artist, makeup artist, like, there you go. to make to make me look good on camera. I think everyone is asking, like, well, why is not Billy? Why is Billy not on camera? Well, right. it's because like I shiny as hell. 
I'm gonna like like you know, rub my forehead and like take the grease and like fucking make flapjacks. Well, here's, here's the thing. I make flapjacks. Whenever whenever I'm on camera, they just try to make sure I don't look like a ghost. <laughs> you are pretty you got white. Some color. Not when there's a lot today, of light on me. Today you've got yeah. Th- these lights are pretty intense. I'm, I mean, I haven't uh, been in person on uh, your guys' show in right. some years. Well, now you know why. I mean, now like no, uh, I'm not, not saying why you haven't been on, but like everybody goes. You know, why don't you guys do the show live out anymore, you know? And it's like, because I can do so much more here. You know, you you can see it now that you're here. Yeah. And it's like, doing this out in public sucks. Really yeah. sucks bad. And then, you know, you run into these things where it's like, everyone thinks, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll do this thing at our bar or whatever, and you guys come set up like 10 minutes before. And it's like, no, we need yeah, no. a good amount of time to yeah, set up. we need at the very least an hour. At yeah. the very least, and I'm not saying we don't we're not open to doing live stuff. It's just, you well, know, well that first one we had almost a three hour setup. Time. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, that was Billy's jamming our show. What what is that on? It's on Facebook Live. Oh, okay, so I just shared there. it. Oh, cool. What what? Um, you know, since you're here still, I want to talk about this big time. So I started watching this new docu series. I guess that's what they're called now. That's is that a new thing? Or were there series document series back in the day? No, it's always uh, just been the one general. Well, there's movie. like yeah, but there's never been a series. Because like there's the how to how to make a murderer that was a docu series. Like well, like you know I don't know how, how make, yeah yeah. But there's a new one. There's a new one on Netflix, and it's about the uh, the history of hip hop. And so I started watching it today, and it was like you know started you know and it's like starts out it started out literally they know the exact address where it started. I was like, holy shit, that's pretty amazing. And it's this guy's house. His name was Cool Herc. And this was 1973. He decided to throw parties at his house. And he refused to play disco. He played all this music that was like funk. And I then, love him already. And then he started... Uh, he was the first guy that was like... he know, you know When the song would end or the break would happen, he would start another record almost instantaneously. And like they show some of these parties, and like they're just packed with people, you know, just dancing. And it was really interesting to me. And I, so I started thinking about it. I was like, where was I? Where did I first like learn about hip hop? And I knew, ex- and as soon as I thought about it, I knew exactly where and when. And it was my friend Santiago's house. I was living in Clovis, and I went over there, and we, you know, we had MTV, and you know, you had all the hair metal, um, all the new wave, you know. And he was he introduced me to the Sugar Hill Gang, the you know, Rapper's Delight, mm-hmm. and then uh, I thought the best shit on the planet was the Roof is on Fire, the Roof, the Roof, the Roof is on Fire, and you then don't need no water, yeah, the Father burn. yeah, and then like Mary, Mary, quit your bugging, the Run DMC, and and it's like wow, like they were talking about how you were, you know you heard these records like they were they were at this party and this guy was playing all these records and they had never heard like they're black people and they'd never heard these records because you know they weren't on the radio and he had gotten them from all over the place and was like playing them and it was just funk and that's where it all started and i was like so i mean where were i mean where were you like when you this happened like whenever you first heard like hip-hop or, or rap or whatever for the first time eighth grade um yeah. run dmc raising hell got radio play because of the walk this way cover right and um i had uh 
funny enough, gone through a pretty heinous breakup for a junior high person <laughs> like right right before eighth grade started you she know, got my, she got her braces and my, so couldn't make out no anymore. no my girlfriend she moved to las vegas oh you know and and like you know for being kids you know i was pretty serious about her at least i thought i was or, or i don't who knows kids are fucking stupid but um like i and i was listening to all this mopey stuff i was really into the beatles and uh and credence and you know a, a lot of this uh like the big chill soundtrack was like constantly in my parents' car at that time. And it was, it was really, uh, wait, no, it wasn't the big chill. It was, uh, it doesn't matter. It was all this, all this at that point, I think they called dinosaur rock, but like, uh, run DMC raising hell like came out and like great record that yeah kings from queens from queens come kings we're raising hell like the class when the lunch bell rings and i like Uh i i pushed that so hard i'm the king of rock there is none higher sucker mcs will call me sire yes yeah like i'd push that on my (laughs) classmates so hard and and it was a coping mechanism you know i was i was using something that wasn't some obvious dopey whatever thing um yeah you know and like hip-hop like I, and i i after uh i'd heard that a friend of mine was like oh have you heard utfo have you oh, heard oh man I have, you, have you heard uh dougie fresh dougie fresh you know like uh lottie dotty we like to party like we don't we, i'm Lottie sorry Dottie, we like, like to party. party we don't oh, cause trouble sure. we don't bother nobody Lottie. it's like all, I all that my stuff drink and it's bacardi something like that yeah and um like all of that wow. stuff like came to me and you know as a white suburban piece of shit yeah guy in the midwest you know it was foreign to me yet mm-hmm. i uh, i'd like identified with it so much much like the flat build dunce cap guys now identify with all the hip hop because they they want something that is foreign to them they want something <laughs> that is like different they they they're they're reaching out for this world that they will probably never know firsthand. And to me, I, I thought it was great because at that time the music was actually very creative. Yeah. You know, there was, I mean, yes, they were sampling that most everything yeah. was sampled. Oh, absolutely. Cause they didn't, you know, but, well, but well, if you watch the Jam like, master J was oh, one of the most amazing, amazing, like, like what he did. And, and it, it made me think I was in a, like my first band was in eighth grade and I would still, I would look at that stuff and I, I pushed those guys. I was I think, like, I think let's license, do something off of raising hell. Let's license, do something off yeah, of raising license hell. License Hill, I believe was completely samples. Yes. It was well, like, almost no, um, like, uh, no sleep till Brooklyn, I think was That's, something that right, he, right, right. uh, and, and something else, Rick Rubin, Paul Revere. And yeah. it, it, it was, it was, it was made of very well-known samples, and that right. was one of the that was one of the things I had older brothers, and they hated well, Beastie Boys for that reason. What was cool of what, so far where I've gotten, I mean, I'm you know I'll probably talk about this more because it's I think it's a good ten episodes, but it may be less. I don't know, but I'm in the first episode, and there's a lot of like I just kind of started watching it because I was eating, and I was like I want to watch something, and now I'm like whoa because this guy Cool Herc he's still alive, so the guy who's doing the interview he's like. Um, so what records, you know, what records were re- really big in your collection? And the cool guy goes, really? And he goes, that's right. I forgot. 
you're not allowed to ask someone what's in their record collection. And he goes, that's right. He goes, cause then you may not come to my party cause someone else will get those records. And that was a big deal, I guess. Like you didn't tell people what records you had. That's so crazy. Yeah. And, and then they showed like how breakdancing came, the word breakdancing comes from the record break. Yep. They, they would hit the record break and then they would start dancing. And that's where that came from. Well, then the B-boy, also known as the rapper now, that was like just before them, before them, the, the DJ was like the, the star. And then they added the B-boy to kind of add a little flavor to it. And then as time went on, the B-boy took over as the star. It was really weird how that happened. Yeah, well, because uh, let's let's be honest. In early hip-hop, the DJ was like Run, – Run DMC ran – contrary to that because right. you know they they did have they had two stellar uh, all three of those guys like oh, that, that, that 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 group would never have been what they were if they did, had not had those three right specific people well, um and the crazy thing too was is like during the that that time period you had like the the brownouts in new york where the the, the power would go out so people would break into these warehouses and steal the turntables. And that's how they, there was so many turntables in Brooklyn. There was all these fires that were being lit. And so people were kind of, you know, looting the places and they would get these turntables. Cause I mean, they were expensive. And oh, yeah. Imagine like that's why so many people in Brooklyn <laughs> had them. And it's like, that's crazy. Like it's just, it just blows my mind how like all the right things just happened just exactly. And then that's how the biggest, I mean, cause hip hop is like the biggest thing. I mean, and you got to think that guy who, with who lived in that address, what the address you talked about, is like, yeah, I started fucking hip hop. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, oh, he's totally like that. Yeah. That that was all me. Like oh, all yeah. the shits going on you hear on the fucking. Oh, we got a call. We got a phone call. You're on Tinder, minimum. Oh, call back. I'm sorry. I hit. I may have clicked wrong. On that. My bad. Call back in, please. Yeah. But you, I remember like well, going. Them. There's this one special place, and the first real oh. thing of hip hop I remember like was as I guess maybe like eight or nine, and it was Sir Mix-a-Lot, and oh, it was yeah. this song called Buttermilk Biscuits. Oh man, that was Kid Sensation actually. Oh really? It was it was a Sir Mix-a-Lot record. It was Swass. But it was Kid Sensation. Like you know how now they they feature people. Mm-hmm. He was actually the one doing that song. And, and yeah, he did two songs on that record, I believe. And it was like eighties. I was like nine, and my mom found the tape. It was like a little white tape with the buttermilk biscuit song, and she lost her shit. Like really? She she, she she listened to it. She listened to it, and oh. she got rid of it. Well, the thing is, I grew up very conservative too. Yeah. And I do remember the first like rap album I was ever allowed to have was Shaquille O'Neal's Shaq Diesel. Shaq Diesel. That's the most milk toast yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. rap record ever. That, that was the first rap record I was allowed to have. And because it was I, totally I, non-threatening. Right? So I do remember the first uh like parental advisory. You're live on Tendrick Minimum. It's Hobo Hank, how are you guys doing? Hey holy shit. It's Hobo Hank guys. Can you hey congratulations man. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So for the listeners out there, uh, Hobo Hank won the DWO world title last night in a ladder match. Are you are you are you alive today? I saw those clips, man. It was pretty pretty intense. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a little worse for wear today. Oh. Uh, 
got some bruises. <laughs> but uh, now I'm feeling really good, man. I'm on top of my game. And oh. Glad to have that belt back around my waist. How, how, how did, I mean, are you, were you just so high on adrenaline that when you went through that ladder and the <sighs> table, like it just didn't hurt at all? <laughs> Uh, I would not say it didn't hurt at all. That would be incorrect. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you got enough fans screaming and cheering at you. It'll, it'll help you do some things that you can't normally do. Oh man! So, so what, how did it feel at the end when you had the belt and you were holding it up on top of the ladder? Uh, that was a pretty cool moment, man. I mean, I, I it was the second time I've been honored enough to hold that belt. I had it back. Oh, wow. uh, I lost it in 2012. Yeah. And the first time I ever won was in a steel cage against Joe Casado. That was a really cool moment. I remember sitting on top of the cage looking out and, and uh, just kind of soaking it all in. And last night, I would say that might even have been a little more special to me. Sitting up oh, on top man. Of the watching, that, watching the crowd, uh, you know, come along for the ride was very cool. So. Well, they, at, one, at one point, uh, Johnny Kay from the Death Rage Cartel, he'd handcuffed you to the, to the turnbuckle. And I was like, well, that's it. You're done, you know? I, right. How did you get out of that? I, I couldn't see. Uh, you know, I, it was it was kind of threaded through the turnbuckle, and it was attached to. Uh, for anybody who's seen the matches live, he carries this ball around. It's called Baby. Yeah. Uh, he had some weird, sick obsession with this thing, and and the uh, the other end of the handcuff was actually attached to Baby. Oh wow! Which would you know wouldn't allow it to go through the turnbuckle. So uh, I nod and tore and pulled and and uh, was able to tear that. In half, and uh, actually, ultimately, I ended up breaking the, the handcuffs that broke oh. the chain. So, if you look at the video, you can see that one of the videos where I'm pulling the belt down, you can see that the, the chain had actually broken in half. Oh man, well done. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I was determined. <laughs> I wanted that belt more than uh, more than my left arm. So, wow. well, do you, do you think you'll get yourself an apartment now or get out of the alleys? Like, I, I imagine he's going to. Because he's a champion, so mm. people will definitely like. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna give you a, yeah. a, a, like lean, leeway on rent. Yeah, at least no, a sponsorship. I, a sponsorship. Right? Yeah, you're not gonna stay out of the. You're not gonna stay in the alleys, right? Tonight, hopefully. Well, now if there's anybody in town that wants to sponsor me, you know, I, I like I like beer. <laughs> I like there's a lot of things. I like I like cigarettes, so we can talk. But uh, a true as athlete. Far as the housing goes. I, I say if it's not broke, why fix it? I'm pretty happy with the way things are. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, that's good to that's good well, to congratulations, know. Congratulations, Mr. Hobo Hank. We yeah. we love you, and I saw the clips, and it was yeah. epic. Yeah. When you were thrown off the ladder onto like another ladder, I guess. Yeah. That looked like it hurt. I thought yeah. you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, I heard uh, afterwards. You know, I hung around with the fans for about an hour after the show and taking pictures and whatnot, and. Um, a lot of concern on that. I, I was concerned too. I, I won't lie. When I saw, I looked down and saw what was about to happen. Uh, yeah. I thought this could this could end really badly. But, you know? What's uh, uh, what, side. What's the future got for Hobo Hank now that you're the champion? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I, afterwards, uh, you know, whenever you get a, a strap put around your waist, uh, a little whirlwind of things starts to happen behind the scenes that the fans don't get to see, but. Um, you know, immediately after, uh, of course, some photo shoots happened late last night. Some, oh. uh, some late night meetings um, of, of possible matches to come. So I do know that we're off in January, so I got another month to recover, which oh, is probably nice. good because last night was more or less a train wreck for me. But 
Uh, February, I know we'll be back here in Albuquerque. Okay. Um, I don't know who I'll face. Uh, normally, you know, they would, you know, the, uh, the right thing to do would probably give the uh, the last person to hold the belt the opportunity to regain it. Okay. What's uh, on moving him from the title scene? So, you know, maybe another another match with Johnny, which I would welcome. You know, I, yeah. I don't think much of Johnny as an individual, but I have to admit, he brought it last night. So yeah, he sure did. He, he stood toe-to-toe, and I, I know uh, he took a while uh, beat. So he, he deserves an opportunity if that's what they want to do. Awesome. I'll, I'll sign on that. That's some um, low-key trash team. talk. Yeah. That, I mean, like, that? that's some real low-key trash talk. <laughs> I don't think of much of him as a person, but, you know, if he wants to have a shot. Yeah. Well, he is kind of a, he is kind of a scumbag. <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, the Death Race Cartel is my favorite faction in all of us. They tried to chloroform him last night. To, last night? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then and, yeah. And Hobo bit his hand. He bit his wrist, so he couldn't get the chloroform rag to him. It was pretty amazing. I have the video. Right. I, I saw that clip. It was, it was yeah. pretty awesome. So, well, right on, man. I don't remember some of that, so I'm glad you all remember, right? Oh, hell yeah. That's to me. Well, how about uh, if you got a match in February, we'll have you back on in January, and you can bring the belt, and we can all you know, take cool photos. I want to take so many photos with that fucking belt. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah you uh, you better bet that I'll have that thing no. around my way. Don't pawn it. Don't you, pawn it. Yeah, you can make the <laughs> you can make the belt the background. Yeah. Do not do not go to Valley Pond over on Fourth and uh, yeah and Manal. Yeah, if if you you're know? gonna pawn it, that <laughs> definitely go see Jay at Valley Pond. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've already been warned not to do that. So. <laughs> it's probably in your contract. Yeah. Well, right probably. on, man. Thanks for calling in, brother. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate all the support, guys. And absolutely. I, you know, I, I have some interviews coming up later on uh, next week. With, nice. You know, some of the papers and um, uh, Red Menace TV and all that. So yeah. I want, want you guys to be the first to hear from me because I know you guys will support me for Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Hobo Hank's our hero. What, what? Uh, right back at you, man. Well, have a beer for me and celebrate. And thank you, Albuquerque, for coming out and watching that. Thanks, man. Right on. You guys take care. Bye-bye. Later. Oh, that guy's awesome. You know, you know, being a hobo, he should have been on our like hobo wine show. Oh, I know, right? Like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, Mogan Davids Twenty Twenty. And when we talk, well, I, like, I was I was the master of that show. All right, were we talking? Were we talking about Everclear that show too? Oh God, it, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have diminished your standing. Right, I, I don't mean, think. I don't think. I'm but all... I mean, mm. look, notice who's sitting the highest. <laughs> That's just because he refuses to use the chair. He's 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 the king of chairs. There you know is what, none higher. You know what? It, it took me like years. I don't like to chairs. stools. You know what? It took me years to actually see well, Smiley you know, sit down. That is yeah. what she said. And it's one of those things where like he would go to a party and it's like, hey, like we're all sitting down. It's like Smiley's like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I don't need to. And so actually see him sitting, but it has to be a stool. Is pretty. I, I, I'm privileged to see it every week. Yeah, because he doesn't sit. So so who so well let's go back. To, you were talking about you had Sir Mix-a-Lot Swass. You had that record with buttermilk biscuits on it. My favorite cut off of that record for sure was my Posse's on Broadway. Do you remember that one? I honestly I sing it all for, the time. For me, hip hop ceased being interesting yeah. after Ice Cube Death Certificate. I feel like that was like the pinnacle. Yeah. Like in in '91, so many great records came out. Yeah. You know, all within like months of well, each other. But like Ice Cube Death Certificate was just so beautiful, and it was and it was like a a single piece of 
of yeah. like music. It was like 20 tracks and they were, it was, it was like a, I don't know, the closest thing to a concept album that I'd seen in mm-hmm. the rap realm. And to me, like even all, uh, you know, uh, the predator and, uh, lethal injection, like ice cube, just like he had peaked at death certificate. Hmm. So, and, and I just, you thought that that was the high, the high crest wave of, of hip hop. Well, well for me it was. Yeah. And I mean, it was, you know, I'm also an old man. And mm-hmm. again, like a no nothing fucking white boy from the right. Midwest. Um, I was, I was in, I was playing in a lot of bands and I was really more into people that were playing instruments. And you know, like oh, the they're boys. okay. Okay, they're, so, so in your eighth grade band, when yeah, you, when you wanted to cover some hip hop songs, you would, you guys would have been the first rap rock band. Yeah, we'd have it, been probably doing a in, in eighth you, grade. You you would have been the Lip Biscuit of the eighties. Oh, let me let me <laughs> let me think about when. That's it, just not a good thing. See, it's just not a good thing. What, what age were you in, like the eighth grade? What is that? Fourteen. Eight, Fourteen. I'm trying to think what was playing when I was in the when I was fourteen. Um, bon Jovi was that when was, I was fourteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're probably right on that. You know what? When I was uh, fifteen, so it was ninth grade. That uh-huh. was when Ready to Die came out from Notorious B.I.G. Oh God! And so the record was so damn good. And, and the thing is, like, that's what got me in the fucking. So you didn't you didn't like that record, Ready to Die? Honestly, like God, it was so I, good. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like I didn't be I'm gonna be the the pivotal. Know nothing honky and say that Biggie and Tupac never did anything for wow. me. I fucking love Common. Yeah. I love Common was big in the early days. I love Mos Def or He's a conscious hip hop guy. I can't he was the nerd. Yeah. He was like nerd. Saul Saul Williams, you know, it's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as Billy well knows, lyrics are kind of yeah. the hook for me. Oh. Like somebody somebody has got to be saying something that is worth being said and this is to where get we, my attention. This is, this is where we differ. Yeah. I Because Billy doesn't give a shit about lyrics. I give no shit about lyrics. Mm-hmm. If the syllables are there mm-hmm. and you range them in a way that sounds fucking awesome just you know orally aesthetic i don't know if that's a word but <laughs> that shit biggie was the first guy who did for me see i i it was weird because like i you know i loved i loved uh um sir mix a lot swass i hated when he went into the baby got back and everybody fucking loved it i thought that was a terrible song before that it was good and then i was really into slick rick <laughs> like really big time uh, you know, he was like the English rapper, and he had the eye patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davy, Davy Crockett, and, and like all of his shit was filthy. I listened to Two Live Crew, which is terrible, just terrible music. It's I don't know. Like, I, I listen to hip hop because, like, Stu will bring out every time. I was like, I don't listen to lyrics. So when I'm listening to this stuff, like, lyrics aren't there. All I hear but is that's ready to die. But it's lyrics. It doesn't sound good to me. But Biggie had the way. It was all arranged. I used to read Word Up magazine, and it was like drawing out like syllables and just like putting shit where it shouldn't mm-hmm. be. And it was that's that's what I heard. And the thing is, I can I can I can if you put me on karaoke singing like mm-hmm. any Radio Die song, I would not be able to um, like I guess recite it because yeah. I, I would I would I would know how it sounds, but I don't 
have no idea what he's saying. Okay, so so give give me the year for Biggie and for Tupac. What 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 year was, what that? was that? 96, 97? No, okay, ninety eight, probably ninety eight. Yeah. Okay, so I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Like ninety eight, I was like like super built to spill. I oh, was yeah, yeah. Modest Mouse, Built to Spill, Seven Six Four Hero, yeah. you know, like all these indie mm-hmm. rock bands. Because I again, I was playing <laughs> I was playing music in bands and I wanted, you know, I, like, uh, there's this, there's a Facebook troll, uh, or I'm sorry, a friend of mine who trolls me hard and he, and he's like, I, you know, like one of his best rips on me ever was I was organizing labor when you were trying to make your band sound like built to spill. And, <laughs> and I was just like guilty. I mean, well, like we did Neil Young covers. What else? I mean, that right yeah. there. But even even then, like there there was just before the internet, like mm-hmm. when, and um, when you heard about an indie band, especially in Farmington, Mexico, somebody brought it and like right. but, but play it for you. It's not how like whereas like now it's like oh follow my Spotify. But in '98, I was 17, and um, basically I was just trying to be punk as punk as possible so it was me like going to record stores and finding like these compilations at the the fucking sam goody in your minor threat shirt and my minor threat shirt that's what i was doing i was like yeah i love this fucking punk music so i had to find out as much punk as i can and this when you were like into build the spill and um no i was i was i was trying to be punk that's the thing that's that was which is the most unpunk thing you can do i was trying to be punk yeah what about James? I mean, did you listen to hip hop music, or were you what kind of music? No, was... James lived in Albuquerque yeah. in like the heyday of like great live music. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you guys were talking about '98. Like in '98, I I remember I was like going to go like see the Ponies at house shows, and um, who well, I was like, you know, I remember like Liam Kimball and like Fever Hot and Pilot Bombardier and like all those bands. Oh, Pilot Bombardier, music just like before music. they became like, yeah. yeah. So you you lived in a hub of yeah. great fucking live music and whereas i'm just like in sam goody trying to find out shit and that was like not that was you know and sam goody was still a thing yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> fye <laughs> well i and see i worked at the 66 diner so as far as i knew these were just people yeah and i just kept getting like oh hey we're having a show at this house do you want to come little 16 yeah. year old smiley and i'm like okay cool isn't Pilot Bombardier having a show in January? Yeah, um, we've got them on the 29th. What? At oh, Launchpad. Yeah. yeah, they're playing. They're playing the 29th at, uh, yeah. at Launchpad. Yeah. Um, and it's I'm I'm super stoked about it because that band ceased to be like the year I moved here. Oh. And you know, like I I, I moved once. here. I moved here in like October. People and Fast Heart Mart. Like they 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 grabbed me. But like Pilot to Bombardier like ceased to be, I think, just before I moved here, and they played one show since I've yeah. been here. So I, I I'm like super stoked about that, and and like this actually brings like what you were saying, like you think they're people. That's how I feel about Leeches of Lore. Like you know, like I'm I know all those guys. I'm not right. Like I, I, I whatever Starfucker, whatever you want to call it. But like Steve, Noah, and. Uh, Kirby and Andy, mm-hmm. they're all like regular people that I see all the time. And I feel like at some point they're going to be like, oh man, yeah, I, I used to, 
I used to hang out and talk about honky tonk with Steve, Steve from yeah. Leeches of Lore, <laughs> and like he's going to be this like enormous thing because yeah. I, I'll be totally honest for like nine years uh, running. Steve's, Steve's going to be something huge. He is huge already. He is huge. Everything he does is phenomenal. It's like amazing. And for nine years running, Steve Leeches Hammond. of Lore, Leeches of Lore have been like the best band in town for right? for me for nine years running every single thing they put out like they put out a country record of covers mostly covers you know there are, i think two originals on there but like what what prog slash metal slash right. hard rock band does that right you know and i mean like and he and he used a metal producer Wayne, to, to record that record i mean motel of infinity <laughs> is an amazing amazing album by any stretch right but it that it's a metal band doing the, doing it is to me it's phenomenal and it yeah. also shows like it, it shows a vision that i wish you know, I mean, if we if we had three Steve Hammonds in town, like three people that worked the way that he does, he's got four or five projects going at any time. I feel like Albuquerque would actually become a music town, you know, like where we people were, would we were on our way up there for a while. Yeah, we were. And then I moved here. No, no, the thing is, seriously, I, I, I'm I, serious. 2003 was strong, was strong. I moved- and then it just went downhill and that's that's the reason i'm from portales and i was like we're gonna move to albuquerque because it's a big fucking music town once yeah. we got here dead every everyone moved away or yeah. broke up it was crash yeah. kills four and they're like oh, later yeah. i remember oh, crash oh, ranger oh ranger yeah 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 right like yeah. there there were so many great bands here like like october people were the ones that always blew my mind like oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, like every time they they could come out and make you think oh man this reminds me of explosions in the sky or this reminds me of pink floyd you know and like they were they were all over the place as far as like their influences were like somewhat apparent but not like they weren't shoving them down your throat and like to me i i got really excited and you know not not having much social skill it didn't really help me like when i uh, approach these guys I'm like you guys are great and they're just like who is this? This motherfucker. Insane. <laughs> Get away from motherfucker. me. But no, Stu, so you have, um, you, you, you're a big part of the scene here. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't undersell yourself. I've, I've glommed my way in. <laughs> I, I like that word. Indeed. You like played, you play with a lot of great people here in town. I have been very fortunate to play with a lot of amazing players. And I, we actually had this conversation, uh, two, two nights ago, um, I was I was speaking with Clifford from a Black Tie and uh, formerly of Shoulder Voices, and you know he's Ipator, Slot, whatever. Clifford is like a, a an amazing player, and and I I said you know I feel like everyone I've played with in town is like way out of my league, and he said that is the way to go. You should always yeah. play with, you should always play with someone that is better than you because they bring yeah. something out of you. That well, it goes back to that old thing. It's like, if you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and like, you know, to play with Jessica, Billy, to play with Billy, to play with, um, like J- Josh, Josh has, I mean, he, he's an amazing player. He's not Josh. interested. Josh Williams. Oh, uh, um, not interested in playing music. He's also out, out of town, but I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to play with, uh, Dom from dead on point five, you know, and, and like, 
I know, like, I walk into that room and I'm like, I have no business being here. I have no business <laughs> whatsoever. But, you know, for whatever reason, you, you've you tolerated me. I mean, I've played in two and a half bands with Billy. Mm-hmm. Two and a half? Is that something like that? Right. Was that you or was that me? <laughs> that, was, that was me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, 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 I feel like right, right here, kids, enthusiasm is everything. You can get your way into almost any room with enough enthusiasm, but you got to keep uh, you got to you got to keep the fanboy fervor in check. So yeah, so I wanted to play. We have a game we play sometimes, but are, are they, they okay? okay? <laughs> and it's uh, where you uh, you know you think of a celebrity that when you were a kid or way back in the day, and you haven't heard from them in a while, and you want to make sure that they you know have enough money to live on. We we, we capped it off at three million. Two to three million. Anything under three million that are not doing okay. So I was looking. I was thinking of the hip hop. I was like, "Is Sir Mix a Lot okay?" He's got to be okay. I'm saying like ten million dollars. Well, yeah. There's there's a a movie that's coming out right now with animals doing like uh like basically like American Idol, but it's like an animated movie with Uh animals. And Baby Got Back is like the key in the trailer. It's like, uh, oh, it's, Jesus. It's a, oh, he's, it's, he's it's, doing fine. He is yeah, doing great. Yeah, and it's and it's, a, it's worth... a Pixar or it's it's like a yeah. high profile movie. I saw the trailer like three times. You know, the last couple movies yeah. I took the kids to. So yeah, he's he's, he's twenty doing million, just fine. Spent twenty million dollars. Holy shit! Yeah. That's double what I thought he would have. I I believe he's I believe he's well invested. What about Curtis Blow? Oh. I'm gonna say he's close to nine. Really? I'm gonna say five million. He had like I I can't even name a Curtis Blow hit right now. Uh, I can't think of one either. But if I heard it, I'd be like, okay, Curtis oh, Blow. Someone called it five, five million dollars. Okay, five million dollars. Yeah, he's okay. I mean, it, it, if he lives in New York, though, he's oh, fucked. That's yeah. not good. Next next year, he's going to be living with. He, Hank. he needs to move. He's going to be living with Hank. For all you know, that like part of that five million is like his fucking apartment that he owns in New York. Maybe. But, yeah, but you know if, the taxes if, if, are if, that, if, on that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so old hip-hop artist. He's making um, Can I name... Dougie Fresh. D- okay. Yeah, Dougie yeah. Fresh. Dougie I was, was going to do Grandmaster Flash. Oh, or that. Young MC. Is well, young see, MC I okay. think Grandmaster Flash is fine. Ooh, Grandmaster Flash, $6 million. That's not a lot. I think he was doing better than that. You'd think. I would... Yeah. No, he has an, he has an Audi, I guess. He, he goes... Yeah. Who, who was who was who did you say? Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh, guy he, who won he got who won the first uh, hip hop uh, Grammy. He's, he's got to be doing great. Did he? He's he's an interesting psychology. Oh, oh, he is not doing very well. Man. Oh no, he is, has two million dollars. Okay. Oh, no. uh, Lisa Lisa, Oof. and the Colt Jam. Yeah, you remember Lisa Lisa Colt Jam? Yeah. This explains why Dougie Fresh uh, does uh, videos for the Church of Scientology. <laughs> Is that right? What uh-huh. the hell? They they should take they can take better care. No, you, you know what they're doing is they're hiding his worth. Oh, Lisa Lisa. That's, that's like Scientologists. Well. They're taking care of him. Okay, Lisa Lisa is not doing well. Ooh. Three million dollars. Well, and people, yeah. does it say where they live? You can, yeah, it will if if you look it up. Uh, that's unfortunate because Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam were. I mean, they were there was like early formative, yeah. you know, influence in that realm. Yeah, yeah. If she's got three million dollars, but she's living in Albuquerque, I mean, she's oh, she's well. doing great, and that does matter. Like if they're like in Beverly Hills, they're like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. 
Or L.A. proper. Who was the white dude from third base? What was his oh, name? Billy would know. Billy. Hey, what's the white guy's name from third base? He's he's not actually white, though. Oh. I don't think. Have you heard that new uh, Tribe Called Quest record? Oh, yeah. How's Q-Tip doing? Because he hasn't been doing shit for oh, like... Oh, my God. He, I'm sure he's doing amazing. No. What do you think? Well, I mean, what do you yeah. Think? With this record, I would say he's probably fine. What do you think? What do you guys think? Q-tip is Q-tip, Q-tip is worth 20. twenty-two million. No, 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 no. I'm saying five million. Okay. He's not. Stu, what do you think? I said twenty. And then uh, I said twenty-two. Eight million dollars. Oh, that's fine. I mean, like the thing is, like whatever. Since I, I love that we're talking about somebody, like oh, he's not. No, he's only got two million dollars. He's only like. <laughs> Yeah, but, 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 but I've got but, two dollars in my pocket. Dude, but, these are people that can't function and survive like we. But, can. but <laughs> does, does it does it give you does it give you an, an estimate of how much MC Five was worth? If they go below a million, they're doomed. Yeah, indeed, because because no, honestly, like in in the business, like if you get to the point where you're not like thriving mm-hmm. and like doing well, it like kills your business yeah mc5 right. is worth five million dollars when he died yeah five dog yeah I'll, I'll bet his estate is worth twice that now well now yeah because he did i mean especially well, since that not, record not hip-hop but let's look at sly let's look at sly stone okay because he he won that long-standing uh lawsuit against the record company um five million dollars what, that that's that's what's totally sad is he's been living in an RV yeah. for like the last twenty five years he's been on and off oh. uh, drug treatment, um, but that I believe was the settlement amount probably and um, <laughs> they're all you went from zero to five million dollars net worth, th- but the thing is like Sly Stone is like yeah. Uh, I mean, probably one of the most influential people from the seventies. Okay, so and a lot okay. of people don't recognize it because the the record company had pretty much hijacked oh. his entire catalog, yeah. and they they were stealing money from him for thirty five years. Yeah, and you talk about those first people that start him, like Africa Bombada. How much is he worth? How do you even know that name? That's good. Wow! What that blew my mind. That's not condescending at all. No, because I, because I, I was like, that's wow, because that's not a well-known name. Yeah, that's pretty is. awesome. No, he's uh, the guy. Well, he's the guy with the big, yeah. like shades. Yeah, and, but wasn't he like a child molester too? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, he was. I don't know. Billy's not old school. I mean, that's really a long time ago before spelled, his time. Spelled with a K, dude. No, African bada like. Actually, who's the guy who had the big nose with the? Oh, nose? that's Humpty. Uh, Humpty. That's, yeah. How much is that guy worth? I want to say. I want to say one million. That is also featured in that African Africa, Idol animation Africa movie. Bombada is five million dollars. Really? Yeah, but he lives in New York, so. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He's not gonna retire on that. Well, he's probably like, what, like fifty, sixty years he old. He may be he's living in his mom's house, though, too. <laughs> right. So. I, I, or he may <laughs> actually own his apartment, so he's fine. So, what do you think Humpty Hump is worth? I'm gonna say six million. I'm no. Okay, I'm gonna say five million. I'm gonna say six. I know everybody, I notice how everybody's gotten lower and lower. What do you say? I don't know who this is. I'm from uh, Digital Underground? The Haunty Dance. Can't okay, no? familiar with the song. Okay. I don't... All right. I'm going to say $8 million. Oh, is it, was his name Shock G? Is that his real name? Yep. Yeah. No. What, no. Is it? I don't know. Let's see here. But is he okay? Yes. Is I don't it, know. But is he okay? 
Let me go back because I I think it messed up because it was I put in Humpty Hump and I'll yeah three, Ooh, million. three million oh he is not driving Lexus and he's, and he's, that is not doing good <laughs> no he is but it's 1999 <laughs> like Lexus <laughs> no, I mean oh blue, blue Book at about eight thousand dollars yeah. we, we talk about hip hop but you have to talk about people who've been strangled by their contracts yeah to talk about TLC for Ooh. example um, we'll um, throw out one of them. Uh, left eye. She's not dead. left eye. Left Lisa, dead. Left uh, eye Lopez. Lisa she's Lopez. Dead. She's dead. She's dead. But but um, what's the other two? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't know. That is awful. Salt do, and pepper. Do, do, oh, how much salt is, and pepper. Let's oh, see. They, Crystal Jones, Rosanda Jones, Tiana good. Watkins. Okay, so Tian, Tiana Watkins. Let's do her. That that that's one of the bands that was. Fucked over by their label. Oh, bad. They were like bankrupt when the album came out. So bankrupt. We're talking like, okay, fifty thousand. <laughs> Tiana Watkins. But she married good. Yeah, I'm gonna say five million. No, Two. not from that. Two. Okay, not from that contract. Right. I would I'm say not... I would say a hundred thousand. Okay, no. I'm gonna say ten million. Two. She's worth a million million dollars. She's 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 not she's not doing okay. Guys, she's in a bad way. That's too bad. I thought it was the other one. And that had so many hits. Uh sorry, I thought it was the other one. Like people are still covering that stuff. I thought it was one that was Crystal Jones, let's look at her. I thought it was the one that was married. One million is not you're not doing well. No, Tiana's one that has the chronic health issues. Yeah. Oh, she has a sickle cell anemia. I wanna I wanna point out again that we are like Going oh, when somebody only has two or three million dollars. Okay, but if you made it big, Stu, and then like 10, 20 years later, they're like, "Wow, that guy's flat." I mean, I'm, he, that's all they got left after all of that, you know? We'd be going like this. Oh, Stu, yeah. what did I do? So I'm looking up Crystal Jones. She was the C in TLC, I guess. Okay, I'm that's gonna say ten on this one. Uh, this is chili, chili, right? Yeah, chili, and then uh, T-Boz. It doesn't even doesn't even show up. Yeah, it said under review. That's yeah, that that's not a good sign. That's not good. So never mind. Less than a million dollars. Okay, yes. salt and pepper. Okay, what was the first? Um, there was uh, I don't know. I know Spinderella, which is the <laughs> M, was the DJ. I'll bet Spinderella is doing better than salt or pepper. Okay, so I'm gonna do both of them together. What do you think? Um, I would say Seven. Spinderella. Spinderella is doing well, but mm-hmm. the MCs are under a million, or like at least a million. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say twenty million dollars. I'm gonna say seven. No. Who are we going for? Salt and Pepper. Together as a band. Yeah. Yeah. The MCs or the. Uh, I, I think it just says Salt and Pepper Network, which which I think actually includes Spinderella. Okay, so if you take the number that we're being shown, we'll mm-hmm. split it three ways. So okay. with the band, uh, so all the band together. I would say three million dollars. I'd say twenty-seven. That's a hard one. They just got a big deal with a couple of things. Oh, see, that's I'm inside gonna, information. I, I'm gonna split the. Uh, I'm gonna just split the difference. I'm gonna say fifteen. Okay. Let's see if it tells a fifteen. Oh, oh my yeah. god! It's finally got a fifteen. Million. So okay, now, now look at okay. Spinderella just by herself. Okay. Because I'll bet she's doing half of that. And the again. Listeners, you gotta it's, think it's like watch a commercial. To, 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 yeah, look at that; she's oh. got th- she's got two thirds of that fifteen. DJ Spinderella's, Spinderella's got ten million dollars. Yeah, because she owns rights. The other two are only clocking. No, it, it, yeah, it's, two it's, and a half. It, it, it's her music. 
pretty yeah. much. And uh, there, there were just her. So don't put me in the line. And how you do it, Spinderella, with your bad self. That Man. like my favorite episode but, of Stole Train was, was Salt and Pepper, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like, "And how are you doing, Spinderella, with your bad self?" Did Shaka Khan die? She's still alive. She, I think she's still around. I don't know. I, I think I think she's also part of a cult. But I want to say she is doing well for herself because she wrote her music mm-hmm. and she kept the licensing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh. So, what do you guys think, Shaka Khan? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say, say I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm say ten. Twelve. I'm gonna say seven million. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah, I'm, she Shaka still Shaka plays, Khan. too. I'm say 10. Yeah, she does. She does still play. So. 30 million 30 fucking dollars. What? She Shaka did do Khan? a big tour about seven or eight years ago. <laughs> like, I think she played the journal. Wow. Like, it, I think it was opening for Snoop or something. But wow. She... But, man, like, all these old hip-hop the guys are not doing as bad as we thought. Like... But, but you gotta think this is before like the internet and yeah. people actually bought music. Right now and it's like you make you make seven million dollars over your whole career. You're like, whoa, it's all changed. All right. You guys, thanks for letting me sit in. I gotta. Well, let, we'll just finish out. this hour with you on it. So okay. Um, yeah. So you guys have anything to promote, Billy? Uh, I have to promote a uh, show next weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, at Low Spirits, December 9th with Bellama. Featuring Stu on drums, Jessica oh. Billy on violin, and Alexis Valorio. Valorio. Oh, nice. Backup vocals. And then James. I, actually, it's a weird thing because, like, mm-hmm. Bellama has always been Dan and I, but Dan's not going to play. And they pitched the show to me. It's like, hey, does Bellama want to play? And I said, I agree a lot of things drunk. So he I does. say, like, yes. He does. <laughs> so Bellama will play that show. Not knowing that Dan will be available or like who's who's available. He, he says yes so much. Like he texted me yesterday and it just said, I said yes. That's all it said. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, what did you say yes to? What did you say yes to? And he goes, he's just still laughing. He goes, oh, I was trying to get Siri to ask you a question and it just said, it fucked up and said, <laughs> no, no, the thing, I the just said is, yes. The question was like, yo, did you pay the rent? And he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Do you want to send the text? I said fucking yes. I said yes <laughs> to Siri. I was driving while trying so, to. So I get, I get that. I just said, I so I just said yes, and I'm like, to what? What did you say yes to? You know, and I'm like, motherfucker, what did you? You know, I'm like, I'm getting mad. I'm like, what did he say yes to? Without, you know, he, I was drunk. I said yes to it. And that's the thing. That's like going to be the next big step for Siri. Yeah. Is that she's going to know the answer to that? Like yeah. you're going to say, what did he say yes to? And she's going to be like. Did he want to send that message? Oh. And, are, like, and then you're so, going to be twice as frustrated. There are so many like new platforms now that are yeah. way better than Siri, like Alexa. Alexa. And like I've my 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 sister has Alexa. Alexa, I, tell I, my friend we're we're going to we're asked, getting Alexa. I, I asked what Dak Prescott's height was, and she knew it right away. Yeah, we're getting Alexa. Ahead. Will wander your or I'm sorry, water your yard. Yeah, like, that that <laughs> shit is pretty. I mean, we're getting that actually. Really? Yes, that's what I said. I told for, you we're getting for what um, we're, for the house. Yeah, for the house. You're gonna be it's like, like Alexa. Alexa, uh, uh, thermostat on sixty nine. Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of cool. I'm well, sorry. we're just getting the uh, the dot, and then uh, oh. the, I mean that's what I asked for for Christmas. But um, and then you can buy all the devices that connect to it. You know, all I know is Siri's fucking bullshit. And it I is. sent you, I sent I sent you that text, <laughs> and I was thinking, I'm like, what do you say yes to? And so I was like, I said yes. It's like, do you want to send the text? And so I she said, said, so she said, said that, that. As, as the text. 
Wow. I said yes, Siri. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Uh, and James, you got anything coming up? Uh, no. Actually, my dance group just had like a huge thing at the uh, um, Hispanic Cultural Center this weekend. But that already happened. Today was the last day. When's uh, your show coming out? Oh, um, Midnight Texas. It's mid-January, right? Yeah, mid-January. So not till next month. I believe I'm in the fourth episode and maybe another one, but I should, probably shouldn't say that because it could have something to do with the story. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, don't ruin it. Interesting. So we don't really have anything coming up until probably February live. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'd like to promote something. Okay. Uh, this Friday, um, December 9th, uh, Russell James Pyle is having an EP release as Low that Spirits. What he just no, no, no. But he's 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 elaborating. Oh, um, and uh, it's it's actually a pretty cool bill. The, it's uh, Russell James Pyle with full band, as yeah. I understand it. Weird. And uh, you know, also uh, quietly kept a lo- uh, nice uh, local singer songwriter okay. duo playing. And uh, there's this band that uh, I, I heard about about nine years ago or so. Called Bellama, they're Ooh. they're also uh, opening, and I understand it's a new it's a new lineup. They're not very good. Uh, I disagree. Okay. I disagree. Really I mean, disagree. Like I, it's it's okay. It, you know, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Everybody come out with tomatoes. <laughs> yes, but ripe the, ones, so they sting. Have them have them in <laughs> salsa form, and also bring chips. Okay. I want to thank Stu for sitting in with us, talking thank a little hip hop, a little music, uh, and making sure that our favorite celebrities are okay and not starving out in the streets. It seems like a bunch of them were. <laughs> really, right? Like hip hop, uh, yeah, didn't have a good long run. You know, maybe they buy too much stuff. I don't know. Maybe they should move out of New York. Yeah. You know, my, my my biggest surprise was Vanity, and she was like worth like a hundred, like fifty grand when she died. <laughs> oh, of, I know. Like, of drugs. Ugh. But uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to our show. Go to tinderingminimum.com and you can add us on all the cool social media sites. Um, as always, we definitely drink. We do the show. You should as well. But always remember, never, never get, get too, too drunk, drunk to jerk tinderingminimum.com.
Cover the earth right. It's hard to spite the shadow. 